0: You're listening to the Not Another Wrestling Podcast. Ooh. All right, let's get to it. Welcome to another edition of the Not Another Wrestling Podcast. CJ Palmisano here and we have a lot to go over Today we're going to be going over NXT Takeover In Your House predictions For this coming Sunday A few things that happened in the news this week Some big breaking stories And I'm going to kick things off And ask this question And it's a question that A lot of people might already know the answer to A question that a lot of people may think Why would you bother asking this question? Why would you? It, it isn't it obvious? Is it? I don't know. The question I ask is: Is Roman Reigns the best character in professional wrestling right now? I don't. I didn't say the WWE. I didn't say SmackDown. I said in professional wrestling. It's no secret that Roman Reigns is the best thing going on in the WWE right now as a whole. Granted, SmackDown can be hit or miss some weeks depending on the show as a whole, but the one thing that never, ever, ever fails is Roman Reigns with his Tribal Chief character. I'm going to be going over a few things that happened on SmackDown, mainly with the whole Roman Reigns-Usos storyline. So... The night started with Jimmy and Jay Uso getting a tag team title shot against Dominic and Rey Mysterio. And the match ended with, uh, I believe it was Rey getting the roll-up on, it was, I can't remember if it was Rey or if it was Dominic, getting the roll-up on Jimmy. Jimmy gets his shoulder up for a kickout, but the referee doesn't see it. And Roman is obviously pissed off about this. He eviscerates the both of them verbally rips them apart. And then he just says something along the lines of I'm paraphrasing here to him. He says, You need to get in line and remember why you're here, Jimmy. And he's looking right at Jay Uso. And Jay goes, Oos, it's it's Jay. Roman says, Oh, I'm sorry. With the way things are going, it doesn't really matter who's who anyway. And just the week prior, Roman was saying things you don't want to fall back to obscurity, and think, "Oh, it's it's one of the Usos." And now Roman's throwing that right in Jay's fucking face—the manipulation of Roman Reigns, and Sonia Deville and uh, Adam Pierce. Just definitely not general manager Adam Pierce. Uh, tells Ray and Dominic that hey, you know, uh, you won the match, but. Jimmy's shoulder, uh, you know, you know, was up. So you're gonna have another tag team title match later tonight, and they're just like, okay, <laughs> just leave. Um, um, it, it's it's interesting what they're doing. That so they have another match later on, and then it's Roman who causes the DQ uh, thing. So a lot of people think like, oh, why would you build all that up to just have a DQ finish? A lot of it makes sense because the the Usos were gonna be beaten. And Roman was saying to them that you cannot be beaten embarrass the family again. Right? Embarrass the family. So Roman causes the DQ. And they attack the Mysterios. They beat them down. It, it, it's, it's something that I've just wanted to talk about for a little while. And just say that Roman Reigns hands down is the best character in professional wrestling right now. Because the show SmackDown is built... Around Roman Reigns. The whole thing is built around Roman. With everything that he's doing. You may think that he, they might be overexposing him. But here's something with Roman. Is that. If you notice. He doesn't wrestle every week. He may be on the show. He's on the show every single week. And he's there. May cause an interference. But he doesn't wrestle every single week. And he doesn't. Uh, you know. He's not overexposed in the sense of like, oh, I'm bored of seeing Roman Reigns in his matches. No, when I see Roman Reigns and he's advertised for a match, I'm excited. You know, he. (laughs) There's also a little like bit of a story report going around that he wants his mat. He wants to either go on first or last of the show, and is trying to politic his way. I think it's a bit of a work shoot thing because. Roman has been, they've been trying to work that into his character, I think. So whether this is real or not, I think him, and I think he talks, with, it's with Roman, Paul Heyman, Triple H, and Vince McMahon about, you know, Roman being either the first, being in the beginning of the show or being in the main event. And we've seen that before. We saw in the Elimination Chamber, Elimination Chamber uh, pay-per-view when Brian, uh, I believe, he won the match and then he had to face Roman right after. Then, you know, we've seen Roman main eventing the pay-per-views of every show he's on. You know, the Universal Championship was the main event of WrestleMania Night 2. The Universal Championship with him and Cesaro was the main event of WrestleMania Backlash. Roman main evented uh, Fastlane and that SmackDown with two amazing matches he had with Daniel Bryan this year. So, it does... Brings some truth. There has to be some truth to it. But I don't think it's necessarily a thing of like Roman thinking he's got a big fucking ego and he's like, oh, oh it's it's that or nothing. I don't necessarily think that. But it does play into his character very, very well. So with this in mind, you know, I've thought about this and for a while, you know, for a while I thought a few things here and there. Like I, I thought Roman Reigns is going to drop the Universal Championship to Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania this year. I thought that We all thought at some point Big E could be a contender for the Universal Championship, but now that doesn't necessarily seem to be the case. Which begs to to ask this question as to who's going to take the title off of Roman Reigns? Who's going to do it? Is it somebody on the active roster, the main roster? Is it going to be somebody like The Rock where they're going to save a big money match for WrestleMania? While that is a great match and a thing to do, that is a great thing to have, you know, have Roman Reigns be the one to, uh, well, to have Roman Reigns beat this big, larger than life star and really solidify himself as the head of the table, of the head of the family and all that, the Samoan dynasty and all that shit. But I see two possible options we could do with WWE. Here's the one that I think is probably more likely. I think with the dissension of the family going on right now, because I think Sean Ross Sapper, WrestleVotes reported that right now the dynamics of Jimmy and Jay Uso is that Jimmy is a babyface and Jay is a heel, and they're a tag team. It's a little strange, uh, but it's not the first time we've seen stuff like that, where you know like Cesaro and Sheamus were were a babyface and heel respectively. Uh, we've seen it with Daniel Bryan and Kane. Um, you know, strange, like, you know, tag team, you know. But those are, like, mismatched tag teams, I guess, They became tag teams. This is, like, the first time where we're seeing where, like, a proper tag team, who's been a tag team for, like, a very long time, and one of the best tag teams in the world, where one's a heel, one's a babyface, given the circumstances of the story. Um, I will say one route that they could go with this as far as taking the title off of Roman, because I think Roman could hold that title for a few years. Honestly, like I could think, he, I could see Roman holding on to that title for like another two years. Not even kidding. You'd be the first person to do that since like since the days of Hogan and San Martino. Um, I could see them building towards a triple threat match where Roman defends the titles against Jimmy and Jey Uso. I could also see them building to an eventual singles match between Jey Uso and Roman Reigns. And you make a single star out of Jey Uso. And after the manipulation and the abuse that jay has been put through through Roman Reigns, through his cousin, through his family and everything, Jey Uso's the one who dethrones Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship. I think that would be a really cool idea. I think that would be a really... It would be a natural way for the story to go... Uh, you know to have the faction implode and do it that way and you're making single stars out of Jay Uso and potentially Jimmy Uso as well because i think it's one thing that Jay Uso's proven in the past several months is that he can be a singles guy he was kind of thrown in there because Jimmy's been hurt for so long but now Jay Uso he's proven he can he's main event Jay Uso he he can he can do it all and I think he would be a great candidate to defeat Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship. But there is another option we could go with here. I was texting Sean about this a few days ago. And what if Roman holds, holds on to that title for, again, another couple years? We build it up to a WrestleMania main event where an NXT call-up gets, is the one to defeat Roman Reigns. Now, there's a few people in NXT that probably come to your mind. Um, Pete Dunne, maybe. Kyle O'Reilly. Tommaso Ciampa. Um, But there's two guys in particular who I think could do it. Now, there's one guy who who I would love. I'll go with him first. I would say I would bring Johnny Gargano, turn him babyface, Have him be Johnny Wrestling again. The Johnny Gargano we all fell in love with during his feud with Tommaso Ciampa a few years ago. And have that fighting underdog babyface defeat Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. You can do it. You you can do it if if there's a proper build. And if it's like it, it could be a big, big victory. Johnny Gargano is definitely a guy as a babyface who's better chasing the title rather than uh, being the champion, I would say, as as an underdog babyface goes. But he definitely is a guy who I could see doing it. But there is one other guy who I think, if WWE were to go with that route, have an NXT call-up, be the next huge potential big megastar, there's only one other person who can do it. Adam Cole. Adam Cole is the guy out of all the guy all, all, everyone in the NXT roster. Adam Cole is the guy who is who has the charisma, the in-ring uh prowess, fucking amazing in the ring, just a master on the microphone because real quickly I'll talk about his how he just just brutalized and buried Karrion cross. Saying how from the moment that Karrion Cross has gotten into this company, NXT has done everything to try and make him feel special. The music, the smoke machines, the lighting, the, the, the girl, everything. You know what they do to make Adam Cole feel special? They ring the freaking bell. I'm like, oof. Fucking cold, man. Fucking hell. You know, Adam Cole... I feel like out of all the guys, he's a guy who could work really, really well in the main roster because he has very similar um, characteristics to someone, say, like Seth Rollins. And we all see how, how Vince loves Seth Rollins. Now, again, it's a hit or miss thing. You never know with NXT call-ups. NXT call-ups could be do really well, could do amazing in the very few that have done amazing. Or which is the most likely. They just they don't know what the fuck to do with them, and they fuck them all up. And there's a huge list of that, of, of NXT call-ups that have just been absolutely wasted on the main roster. However, I think Cole is the one guy who could be safe. When I look at all the guys from the industry era, Cole is the one who has the highest ceiling as far as top-of-the-card main roster WWE. I think in a few years' time, Let's say we build this whole thing with Carrion Cross to lose the NXT Championship eventually to Adam Cole or maybe Kyle O'Reilly. Adam Cole. Let's just say he Cole wins the championship. I don't. Does he win the championship this Sunday? I'll get into my predictions later on. But at some point, Cole takes the NXT Championship off of of Carrion uh, Cross, and we have Cole go through the roster. You know, Pete Dunne, Johnny Gargano. Uh Tommaso Champa, maybe. Uh maybe he goes through have another match across, sure, why not? Um Bobby Fish, Roderick Strong, you know, have a feud there. Uh Finn Balor, maybe. Maybe Balor will come back. We don't know what his whole situation is. Um, you know, there's a lot you could do. Maybe we could throw in uh a NXT UK guy, maybe Tyler Bate. Who knows? Eventually build it all to a, a NXT championship match. Preferably a WrestleMania weekend. Next, WrestleMania, next year WrestleMania weekend in Dallas. Have Kyle O'Reilly defeat Adam Cole for the NXT championship. Do what you wanted to do with Gargano and Champa. I think that is the opportunity to do it here. The Johnny Gargano, Tommaso Ciampa storyline is still probably the best storyline NXT has ever done. And it's one of the best storylines WWE as a whole has done in years of long-term storytelling. It's just a shame with the payoff and the finish because Champa hurt his neck in 2019. We were supposed to get that Champa gargano blow-off, Angusie Takeover, in New York. And then we were supposed to get it again last year in Tampa. But then the pandemic happened. And then they had a cinematic match. And the roles were reversed where Champa was the babyface. And Cole, uh, sorry, Gargano was was the heel. It, it didn't make much sense. It was okay. Um... But that's where I think you can right the wrong and do it with O'Reilly and Cole. I think O'Reilly and Cole are the ones to hold on to that 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 feud for a while and just build upon that. We need to separate them for a little while. So what I'd have after uh, after Takeover this weekend, I think we should have a Kyle O'Reilly feud with Johnny Gargano, and I think that would just be a really fun, awesome feud. Um, and then eventually you you call up Cole after WrestleMania. Just build them up on SmackDown. Have them go through guys. Have them, have them feud with Cesaro and Seth Rollins. you know, Have them feud with... Uh, just, I'm flanking on the fucking SmackDown roster. You know, Big E. Uh, just uh, go through the guys on the roster. And maybe bring some people over from Raw over to SmackDown. Cause I believe there's going to be a draft later this year. It uh, was reported by Sean Ross Sapp. I'm not too particularly sure as to when it was going to be. Um, you know, and then just... Just build Cole. You don't have to necessarily make him a babyface or a heel. Cole is just great on his own. Adam Cole has never changed who he is. Whether he's heel or babyface, he's still Adam Cole. And you can build upon that to a WrestleMania main event. And just have Adam Cole win the Universal Championship from Roman Reigns. Now I say that, but it's probably not going to happen. It's probably going to be The Rock versus Roman Reigns at the WrestleMania in Los Angeles and Hollywood. But a guy can fantasy book, a guy can dream. I just personally would like to see Adam Cole take the Universal Championship off of Roman Reigns. And speaking of Roman Reigns, uh, there is a report going around that from WrestleVotes that they want uh, WWE wants SummerSlam this year to be the biggest event in their touring calendar this year. They they're doing it inside the uh, Las Vegas over in the stadium over there. And they want it to feel and big and important. They're doing it on the Saturday, August 21st. So it's interesting to see when they're that they're doing that. Um, I'm excited for it. I really am. That SummerSign's gonna be having that weekend. And the heavily rumored main event of that show is apparently John Cena versus Roman Reigns. Now, John Cena is apparently supposed to be coming back when the touring is going to be happening in July. Uh, and what better way to introduce Cena now, you know, to, to help build a feud between Roman and John, and John Cena? Now, we've seen the match between John Cena and Roman Reigns where they're both baby faces and Reigns got the win over Cena. I'm. I would love to see this personally because one, we haven't seen John Cena in a long time, and absence does make the heart grow fonder. I haven't, you know, the less we see of John Cena, the 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 more we appreciate him when he comes back. And Roman Reigns with this tribal chief, you know, head of the table character, uh, it's just it's just a different dynamic now. And obviously, Reigns will probably win, but the match will be absolutely fun. The other big rumored match is apparently they want to is uh, people at least fans want to see Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar for the WWE title. I think Meltzer said as of right now that's not being discussed. It's not on the table, but it doesn't mean it can't happen. I mean, if you want, I mean, I know WWE were disappointed about WrestleMania over the over that weekend because they didn't get as many fans they'd like to. It was, I think it was like forty thousand or something, or thirty thousand in Levi Stadium each night when they wanted eighty thousand. I'm like, all right, well, the pandemic was still wasn't doing that well back in WrestleMania times, so they want to make it a SummerSlam like the WrestleMania this year, which which makes sense. Um, but I, I don't know why wouldn't you want to do Brock versus Lashley because right now the way Bobby Lashley is him being on fire as the champion, I, I, it's believable to do Lashley versus Lesnar. Now when Lashley first came back, it was not believable, especially with the whole, you know, I love my sister's bullshit, um, where he looked creepily into the car, uh, into the camera when he was talking to Renee Young. If you don't remember that? I'm sorry, I brought up bad memory. But just just go watch it if you've never seen it. It's it's so cringeworthy, really bad. It's so fucking bad. Um, I mean that that's money to me, dude. That's those are the big matches you want to do for Summerslam this year. Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar. Roman Reigns versus John Cena. What else you could do in the card? I mean, there's a lot you could do in the card. I mean, you could have uh, Matt Riddle and Randy Orton go after the tag titles. Would it be AJ and Omos? I don't know. I actually was forgetting who the tag champions were. Now that I'm like you know not covering Raw anymore, I'm just like who are they? Oh yeah, AJ and Omos. Um, you know you could do maybe you could do Apollo Cruz versus fuck I don't know Cesaro Intercontinental Championship match maybe. Uh, you know I I kind of get the feeling like you know the Money in the Bank briefcase holder. You got to have it be, I mean, for me, to, I'm all over the place here today. I'm thinking, you know, that could go to Big E. Could, could. Or Cesaro. Or Apollo Cruz, Maybe Matt Riddle. Who knows? Um, sorry, I'm just getting a little ahead of myself here. But that's the overall thing as far as SummerSlam goes. Like, the, I think if you're having those two big matches for SummerSlam... It's going to be a good time. I mean, I know I'm going to want to watch. I'm going to want to see it. I'm going to want to see Lesnar versus Lashley. I'm going to especially want to see Roman Reigns versus John Cena. That's the and That for sure will be the main event, the big money match. And I hope they do a good job building towards it. Because as we all know, the, the booking of, the, of WWE and the decisions they've made lately... Are not the best as we talked about last week with uh, you know the releases of Braun Strowman, Alistair Black, Ruby Riot. Um, I believe Lana was also released as well. Uh, Santana Garrett and Buddy Murphy. Um, out of all those names, WWE apparently wants to bring one of those names back, and apparently it's Alistair Black. Uh, apparently they felt it was a little premature that they released him, and they kind of want to bring him back into the fold. Um, how fucking stupid are you? How do you, like, release Aleister Black and then you're like, oh, actually, we want to bring him back? You really think he wants to come back now? He finally got his name changed on, on Instagram and Twitter. He's now Tommy End. Like, he do you really think he's going to want to fucking go back? Even if that story, the, the Dark Father storyline is unfinished and we may never know what happens with it. That's, he's not going to want to fucking come. He just fucking, you just fired him last week. He's not coming back. I wanna to see Tommy N do different things. I wanna see him, you know, go to AEW or do the indies new Japan Just I wanna see him go all over the place. Which, you know, I'll give a little plug to my boys, Bryce and Dylan over at Making Kayfabe. They're gonna be doing a Alistair Black rebooking on their podcast coming up on this uh Next Tuesday. This Tuesday already passed at the time this out recording. Obviously, so Alistair Black coming up on Tuesday, making kayfabe. A little shout out to, to my good friends over there. Um, I, I mean, because Alistair Black is a guy we we've seen before. He's a guy who just has it, man. He's a guy who you could make the top heel or top baby face on either Raw or SmackDown. If anybody remembers or recalls, Alan, when when when. when Paul Heyman was kind of like running things on Raw. He was advocating for two names to to win uh, the Royal Rumble: Drew McIntyre, obviously, and Alistair Black to face Brock Lesnar. Does anybody else remember that? Could Could you imagine if the main event of WrestleMania 36 was Alistair Black versus Brock Lesnar? Holy shit, man! Like, the trajectory of things would change immensely. At that something at that point, someone like Paul Heyman was backing Alistair Black to possibly main event WrestleMania against Brock Lesnar for the WWE Championship to vouch for him to win the Royal Rumble. That's fucking amazing. And then you just see what they did with them. And it's like how do you how, how does one guy end up here and then and then he ends up all the way the fuck over here like almost a year later? It's insane to me. So they want Alistair Black back. Is he going to go back? Most definitely not. Uh, another big news thing that news story that happened this week is that apparently Leo rush has retired from pro wrestling. Uh, that's that's a big shock coming f- uh, you know uh, from Leo rush he's not he's relatively very young um He made his debut recently for uh, aew and he uh, I'll look up his statement that he put up here. That he put up on Twitter. So he put up on Twitter two days ago at the time of this recording. I'm retiring from pro wrestling. It's been a crazy ride, but it's time to get off and do what truly makes me happy. Thank you, AEW, New Japan, for everything. Uh, he, he has his full story here on his Instagram, I believe. So, and it's not letting me get in there. <laughs> let me just see some of the other things that uh, Leo Rush has said. So um, here's a continuation of what uh, I think he said here says before I had head into my procedure today, I wanted to share something. I'm content with what I've accomplished in my wrestling career. I'm happy that I made the decision that I made. This wasn't an easy one, but it wasn't the but it was the right one. I started wrestling the wrestling journey at 17 years old and I sacrificed everything that I I had to put me in a position that I currently am in today. To me, this is my second chance to be the father that I've always wanted to be and the husband I've always wanted to be. I've been through a lot in my life. A lot of unseen and unheard. I have a story, a unique story, and I hope to tell it one day at the right place, at the right time, and in the right setting. I love you guys and will miss you guys so much. Thank you for everything that you've done for me and my family. Hashtag wrestling. So now Leo Rush, he has um, he's retired from wrestling, it, and that's shocking, honestly, because he just made his debut for AEW at Double or Nothing. He was the Joker. He was the, uh, the he drew the Joker card in, in the in the battle royal. But overall, though, man, you know, if he wants to be at home with his kids and his wife, and he wants to, and if he says he feels like he's accomplished enough for him, then good on you, man. You know, much respect to you. Stay at home. Be with your. Be a father. Be with your kids. Be with your wife. Have enjoy life. Honestly, you know, it's just a big shock because you know I feel like he there is just. A lot that he could have uh, accomplished and you know there's a lot of matches that we could have really seen I know he I think he was in the Super J Cup for New Japan you know we could have seen him in the best of Super Juniors this year we we could you know there's a lot of matches he could have had in AEW you know Jungle Boy or maybe Christian Cage or Powerhouse Hobbs Kenny Omega Ray Phoenix Pentagon and the list goes on and on Hangman Page Uh, there's so many guys we could have seen him face off in there you know But he made the decision. So good on Leo Rush. Good on him to stick into his guns and just wanting to be at home with his family, man. I I really, really, really dig that and really appreciate. Well, not appreciate. I really want him. You want him to be happy, you know? The other big news story that we have to get into is that Shingo Takagi is the new IWGP heavyweight champion. He defeated Okada at Dominion this past week and uh, I'm a little surprised, a little surprised, I, I, a little, I say a little because I wanted Shingo to win, and I feel like they were going to put the belt on him, but they you know, Okada is Okada, and you never know, um, but apparently, I was listening to think thing Brian Alvarez was saying that Okada was kind of burying the whole idea of the new championship belt, and he hated the fact that there were two, that the, that the champions were, had both belts, and that they, you know, you didn't know if they were dual champion or if they, if it was a unified championship or if they're going to say, if they're going to, you know, defend the titles separately. He said it's the second worst thing they've done. And Brian Alvarez was speculating that the worst thing they've ever done is bring this new championship. Um... I don't know. I've been lacking on my New Japan stuff. I'm trying to watch a lot of New Japan stuff. It's just... I've just been a very busy person. You know, I do this podcast, my other podcast, my band, my job. You know, I'm a very busy person, guys. But I'm happy because I became a big fan of Shingo Takagi a few years ago when he had that amazing match at Will Ospreay in 2019 in the Best of the Super Juniors Cup Um, match of the year for me. That, That fucking match was amazing. It's probably my favorite match from either guy. Um, So Shingo, I think, will do a great job as champion. They're taking a shot with him. Um, What I love is that Will Ospreay congratulate him on Twitter and then just goes, look up the word interim because that's all you are. You're the interim champion. I'm like, fucking Ospreay, dude. He's still so great with his – just. Talking shit, man. I fucking love it. I don't know how long Osprey's gonna be out for, but this this should be interesting to see where things are gonna go with Shingo. Um, You know, hopefully we get some more matches with him and Okada, him and Ibushi. You know, maybe him and Naito. You know, him 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 and Naito are both in L.I.J. Uh, Maybe some tension there between the leader and now Shingo is the champion. Who knows? Um, I'm just I'm really really happy for Shingo Takagi. He's really really. He's one of the best in the world, man. He's fucking proven it. He's putting out fucking bangers after bangers, and I'm happy that he's getting his opportunity to be the champion. It sucks because um, apparently uh, Dominion was in the Tokyo Dome, and Osprey was going to headline that pay-per-view, and it really sucks for him. But speedy recovery for Osprey. Congratulations to Shingo Jakagi, and hopefully we build to a really great match again between Shingo Jakagi and Will Osprey once uh, Osprey is back and healthy. So... Moving on, I think we're probably going to go to my predictions for NXT TakeOver In Your House. Uh, this is the second NXT TakeOver In Your House pay per you that the company has done. Um, we're I'm excited for it. I mean, I'm always looking forward to TakeOvers. I honestly kind of forgot it was happening this weekend. I'm like, oh yeah, TakeOver In Your House is happening. Um, but let's get into it. Let's see what we got here. Um, apologies for this being a bit of a shorter episode. There's not much to talk about. I mean, there is, but there's not too much to talk about this week for me, anyway. Um, we're gonna go in here. Uh, try and ex- expand this a little bit. So we have uh, Mercedes Martinez taking on Ziya Lee uh, with Boa and Mi Ying on at her side. Uh, I'm gonna take Ziya Lee here because NXT has been really building Ziya Lee. Um, and there's also reports and rumors that Mercedes Martinez might be joining uh, Eva Marie very soon. They, that she might be joining her as her, her, uh, her muscle, so to speak. Uh, that or Piper Nevin uh, or Viper, as she's known on in the Independence over in NXT UK. So um, I'm going to say Xia Li because it would be a waste to kind of build her up all this time to just kind of, you know, <laughs> to lose to Mercedes Martinez. Uh, next up, we have Raquel Gonzalez, the NXT Women's Champion, defending the NXT Women's Championship against Ember Moon. Uh, so I'm going to take Raquel Gonzalez here. This is her first championship title defense at a Takeover, and I don't think they're just going to have her lose it right away in the first championship match. This should be fun, you know. I think it'll be a good notch under Ember's uh, Ember's belt, uh, Raquel Gonzalez's belt, you know, saying, "Oh, she beat Ember Moon, a former NXT Women's Champion." I think it'll be really good for her. Um. Yeah, it should be a fun match. Next up, we have a winners takes winners take all six man ta- uh, tag team match for the NXT North American Championship and the NXT Championship. We have Bronson Reed, who's the NXT North American Champion, with MSK, the uh, Nash Carter and Wesley, the tag team champions, against Legado del Fantasma, Santo, Santos Escobar, Joaquin Wilde, and Raul. Ro- 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 Rael Mendoza, God damn it! I can't fucking talk today. Um, I'm gonna go with uh, the champions here. NSK um, just recently won those tag titles not too long ago, and Bronson Reed he only just won the NXT North American Championship like a few weeks ago. I don't see anything happening here. I don't see them losing the championships. It would be cool for Legado del Fantasma to win the gold here, considering after he lost the Cruiserweight Championship to Kushida, he's now moved up in the card to the next mid-card title. So. That smart booking, you should. When one guy loses the championship, a mid card championship, you fucking bring him up to the next thing. You bring him up to the next part of the card. Just makes fucking sense. I mean, Triple H knows what he's doing. Just put him in power. If Triple H was was in charge of Raw right now, I'd be watching. I would be watching because I heard about the little Shayna Baszler thing with the puppet. For fuck's sake, dude! That shit was so bad. And in like Ollie Davis and Russell talk in 20 years time, we're going to find this hilarious. Like the Hulk Hogan uh, sees ultimate warrior in the mirror thing. Because it was bad then, but it's funny now, but it's bad now. That's the only thing I'm going to cover from raw. I just, I just heard about how bad that was. That I had to drop it in there really quickly. Uh, next up we have Cameron, Cameron Grimes versus L.A. Knight in a ladder match. For the million dollar championship, um, I'm gonna go with Cameron Grimes because he's finally gonna be going to the moon. Um, I'm I'm excited about this because a lot of the, the 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 segments with Cameron Grimes and Million Dollar Man Ted DiBiase were fucking hilarious. Um, interesting to see La Knight into this whole thing. I think La Knight is probably the best um, one of the best promos in NXT at the moment. Uh, he's definitely got that down. Um, it's It should be a lot of fun. I think Cameron Grimes now being able to work as a babyface is good. He's been healed for a long time, and I think he's been overdue for a babyface run. I'm going to go with Cameron Grimes here to win the match. Um, I think he's had a lot of big uh, opportunities, a lot of big matches that have kinda, he's kind of lost over and over and over again. I think this will be his time to finally win the cha- uh, win a championship and get a big baby face victory on this card. And finally the main event of the show, we have Pete Dunne, Johnny Gargano, Kyle O'Reilly, Adam Cole, baby, and the champion, Karrion Cross, in a fatal five way match. Now, I had to go with this process of elimination here. The guys who the, the guy who is who I Do not expect to win the championship at all. The guys who are at the bottom of the barrel are Pete Dunne and Johnny Gargano. I love them both, but neither one of them has won that championship. Then next, like, third runner-up, I'd say, is probably Kyle O'Reilly. If he won, I'd be like, oh, shit, Kyle O'Reilly won. Um, Any of these guys. If I was just like, oh, wow, they won. Awesome, cool. I'd be excited. But I don't think anything's been built up to a point where there could be a new champion. Um, The only one who I could see possibly winning – is Adam Cole, if they wanted to crown a new champion. But I don't think they're going to. I think Karrion Cross is going to win here. I think this is going to this is really going to be built around him and make him more dominant. And they can say Karrion Cross defeated four of the best that NXTs ever seen and just and do something like that. I just don't see um, I, I don't see these other guys winning the championship. I uh, Cole, I think eventually down the line later this year, he'll probably win it back. But this is a moment for Karrion Cross. What I would like to see, though, after this, I would like to see a feud between uh, Johnny Gargano and Kyle O'Reilly. Uh, it would be nice to see babyface O'Reilly against heel Gargano. It would be really, really fun. And maybe we maybe cross feuds with Pete Dunne after this. Maybe will we get a return of Finn Balor? There's been rumors about um, the Demon returning. We haven't seen Finn Balor since his... Um, I, I, I want to say... Has it been since the last TakeOver? Or no, he's showed up since then, right? Hasn't he? I don't know. I'm behind on NXT. I really am. But I think he's shown up since then. I think he has. You know? um, I think the Demon Balor thing was something that a lot of people were wanting to see for, for TakeOver, for Demon Balor versus Carrier Cross. Because Finn Balor hasn't used the Demon character in so long. It does kind of make sense if he wanted to bring in for carrying cross. It kind of makes sense. Um, I, I I could I could see cross. You know, maybe he gets the pinfall victory over Johnny Gargano or Pete Dunne or somebody like that. They they won't really be hurt too much by the loss. Whoever he gets the pinfall on, and then you know he's celebrating with Scarlet in the ring, and then the lights go down and lights go back up, and the you know, boom. And then they do the whole fucking demon entrance. Comes in, big stare down. Does the fucking drop-tick in the corner. Coup de grace. It has been long overdue for the demon to show up in WWE, in NXT in general. You know, I'll, I'll put up a poll on Twitter, at TNAWP. Do you think Finn Balor's demon character... We'll make a return at Takeover in your house this weekend. I'll ask a few other things, you know. I'll ask about what I'll say. What match you're looking forward to? The Fatal Five Way, Raquel Gonzalez, the the six man take all million dollar ladder match. I'll ask a bunch of questions before Takeover this Sunday. You know, come follow us at TNAWP on Twitter. Really engage with us and let us know what you want to see. Let us know what you want to know. Um, You can follow us also on Instagram at uh, the Not Another Wrestling Podcast. You can follow me on Instagram at CJ underscore 1214. You can follow me on Twitter at CJ underscore 12. I'm sorry. Instagram CJ 12 underscore. I'm fucking up tonight. CJ underscore 1293 on Instagram and CJ underscore 1214 on Twitter. There, I got it. <laughs> um, you can follow us there. Uh, please be sure to be listening to my other podcast, Fan Speculation. Me and my buddy Vinny Carini, we just dis- dissected episode 6 of The Bad Batch, and we went all in and in depth with the debut episode of Loki. We said that Loki, this pilot episode, is the best Marvel pilot episode they put out with include with uh with that, Falcon Winter Soldier, WandaVision, Loki tops it, man. It is so good. So if you haven't checked that out, go check out Loki and then go follow us on fan on Twitter at fan speculation, and go uh, follow us on Instagram at fan speculation underscore pod. Listen to us on all your favorites app uh, all your favorite podcast apps, Spotify, Apple. Google Play, wherever you can find us, just like we can find us here on Apple, Spotify, Google. Please be sure to leave a five-star review on this podcast. Please be sure to uh, share it with your friends, You know, download, subscribe, do all those things, because that really, really does help the numbers. It helps uh, distribute the podcast better, and it really helps get it out to you guys. And I appreciate all you guys who listen every single fucking week. Thank you, thank you so, so much. Bit of a short one this week, but... At least it's better than nothing, am I right? Anyway, guys, what are you looking forward to this weekend? What's going to be your favorite match for NXT TakeOver in your house this week? Is Roman Reigns the best character in professional wrestling? I'm going to be asking you these questions on Twitter, so please go follow us at TNAWP on Twitter. That's TNAWP on Twitter. All right, I'm done plugging. Thank you guys all so much for listening to this episode of the Not Another Wrestling Podcast. I've been CJ Palmasano.